Ladies and gentlemen, this is Sergey Ross and another episode of Media Camp Show. I'm joined today by a marketer. His name is Joseph Newton from Manchester, UK. He has a different perspective on how you can position your content, how you can create mini series of webinars or interviews based on trending topics in the industry. In other words, how do you think about content and what kind of tactics you can use to make it non-boring, which is the most important thing. If you've been following my previous episodes, he also runs a podcast called Brand is Demand, and we will link it in the show notes. You can go grab it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all of those directories. Here's Joseph. Joseph, great to have you here on the show. Welcome. I am I am happy to be on the show. I've, I've watched a lot of the episodes, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to be on. Super, super excited to have you here. Let's chat about your podcast. Uh, you have started it relatively recently. How is it going? It's going well. Yeah, I, I started, I mean, I initially had a show. Uh, I started a podcast kind of at the back end of last year, um, which was called the SaaS CMO Show. Um, and look, that that was going really well. I love doing it. You know, we're speaking to some really, really creative, like the best of the best, you know, CMOs in the game. Um, loved it. But then I just, I kind of felt like I wanted to do a bit of a rebrand for the show. I feel like, you, you know, you maybe you've experienced this as well. You get to a point with a podcast where you, you, you feel like you want a bit of a, you know, a bit of a rebrand, a bit of a, a, a new form of content. So um, just kind of switch lanes a little bit with with the content to kind of match what I want to talk about a little bit more. Um, so yeah, now now onto the uh, uh, a podcast called Brand is Demand, where I kind of basically bring on people and we talk about all things, I guess the, the new way of doing B2B marketing, you know, the new way of what, what new marketing looks like in B2B and, and really how brand plays a, plays a part in that. Yeah, I've seen the same thing happening to me too, where mm -hmm. you start chatting, you have this concept, you have this idea, you start interviewing people and you're like, you know what, this is cool, but, mm. and then you're like, you kind of rebrand. And I did it, I think like three times when the first one was, was just personal development and sports. Then it was Tim Ferriss style, then it was marketing and now it's content creation. And you just like, kind of like, you either go broader or you go narrower, but it kind of like, cause your interests don't, they're not static, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, no, I've, I've, I've kind of been growing that it's still in the early days at the minute of that show. Um, but I've in the last week done about five episodes. So that'll all be, be being released over the next few weeks. So super excited to, to, to keep kind of growing that show. And, uh, I've been, been loving the conversations I've been having with people. Do you, do you also do like in batches, you just interview people it, and then you just slowly release it? Mm -hmm. It kind of depends. I, I've never been a fan of like, of, you know, picking guests and then just over time releasing content. You know, I'm, I, I like to kind of almost get, you know, come up with the, come up with the podcast uh, topic or title by just kind of, you know, seeing what people are talking about on LinkedIn, seeing what, you know, current customers are talking about. I, I want it to be very current. I don't want to, you know, have a podcast and have it be about some random topic and it's, you know, being released in four weeks from now. I want it to be like now, you know, it's, it's, it's being released, you know, in the moment. So I normally batch, you know, a few in a week and then I'll release them kind of no more than two weeks, three weeks out. Um, because it's, it's really important to me that you get content out quick. Um, and you don't, you know, wait like a lot of companies tend to. Yeah. Especially if you're talking about something that is trending, right? Like exactly. you don't want to be like, yeah, keeping it in your vault, vault for yeah. like a month. The worst thing that companies do, they, they, they create all this content. They've got hundreds of pieces, you know, 
in the account ready and it just it never never sees the light of day so yeah it's the worst thing yeah when it does like it's like five likes and and then on to the next yeah. one <laughs> yeah it's just some like blog that they share and it's just this awful mess yeah so brand versus demand brand brand is demand yeah T tell me about your concept how you how you see it mm-hmm yeah, so I mean, there's 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 lots there's lots of things I can talk about here. Um, I mean, I, I always like sharing the story, and I think I, I shared with you beforehand. Of um, look, I so I, I started my first business when I was when I was 15. So it oh, was maybe, a, maybe we go go back to Facebook because that's a great story. Yeah, I, I that's kind of where I was going to go with that. So with with the Facebook and and kind of I'll, I'll explain this little story. So my my first business it was like a local marketing agency. So you know I'd get home, I'd, I'd cold call, sit there for hours, cold call in gyms and restaurants and businesses like that. Uh, you know, and, and we started picking up clients and it was, it was great. And, you know, something that, so just, just to give like a little kind of context for this kind of the service that we were offering and, and how that business works. So, you know, typically we'd work with gyms and they'd, you know, come and approach me and I'd say, Hey, okay, we're going to help you, you know, sign up more members. That was in, at the most basic level, that was the business model. Okay, we were going to send more members into a gym. That was the business, basically. Um, and the way we were doing that was was like local targeted Facebook ads. Now, that th it's really important here, th this lesson, and it taught me a lot because it was a very reoccurring pattern with every single client that I brought on for that, for that first business. Um, because what, what was happening time and time and time again is we'd run a, you know, Facebook ad campaign for them. We do the classic, you know, 14 day free trial or, you know, sign up for a free session and we get them to, you know, fill in their name, email, phone number. And, you know, I, I always speak about this one gym, um, who is, a, a, I'm not going to name them, but a gym based in London. Um, uh, hopefully they're not listening. <laughs> and, and we, and, and we, 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 um, over that, over that 30 day period ended up driving them around a hundred, 127 leads, I think was the number, um, which when you hear that, you know, sounds great. It sounds awesome. We were getting leads for like, you know, one pound, two pound. It was, you know, crazy. Like nothing. Yeah. For the Americans listening, that's like, you know, like $3, whatever. Um, and it was, yeah, it was crazy. It was, you know, nothing. It was, it was mental, but with every single case and with this particular gym, um, this, over this 30 day period, we had probably, so 127 leads, and they had literally got one person to show up. So they were one for 127, which is mental. Like, it was just like, what is going on? And, you know, at first, and this happened a lot, but this wasn't just one case. This happened with all 13 clients that I worked with. It was the same pattern. You know, send them loads of leads. And then, you know, they'd maybe at best close three people, you know, and they'd sign them up for a month. And so it was just, it was... At first, I kind of had the thought, okay, well, most of these gym owners must be really bad at sales. It must be a sales problem. It can't be a that's, marketing that's problem. That's what I think too, right? Like the first thought. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like, you know, it, it was, okay, it's got to be a sales problem. So then we started doing, you know, we gave them sales scripts. We gave them, I, I tried to do everything I could to, to kind of improve the sales game, right? Nothing worked. Like maybe it would get them one more member or two more members. And it was just, at the time, I didn't understand why it wasn't working like and that was to be honest that was the reason why the business failed because we were signing up these gyms and they'd get no members it, and it was it, to me it just it didn't make any sense i, I just i couldn't figure it out uh, but it's interesting and going back to the brand you know brand is demand 
having you know learned about a lot of this and, and done work for clients now and it's made me realize that the reason that didn't work was because that was really just marketing disguised as sales that activity there of you know generating leads for a gym and it's just very like what a lot of companies are doing right now in the b2b space of you know sign up for a demo or exactly sign free, up trial. For a free trial for, you know seven day free trial of our software or very like conversion based activities right no no brand involved it's just like give us your email address and just you know that's it you know very, very all very transactional what i would call sales basically um and it's bad sales at that so like you know that that probably taught me the biggest marketing brand whatever you want to call it lesson that most companies right now and, and most most marketers marketers you know they put it in a linkedin profile they're not marketers they're not doing marketing they're doing sales you, you know there's i could probably name five companies right now on linkedin that are actually doing marketing now obviously there will be other examples that i just don't know of you know i'm, I'm very in tune with the marketing space um but it, it's crazy to me and it again always going back to that you know, most people, most marketers are not marketers. They are just salespeople disguised as marketers. Well, it's uh, one one hit, right? Like there's yeah. there's this there's this campaign, and there there's one touch, and you mm -hmm. want the conversion from one touch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's to me that's absolute madness. Like we, you know, that's not the world we live in anymore. Um, I mean, I mean, I, it works. I, it, it works for certain things. Like if you're selling a yeah. lunch that is like seven bucks, for example, it's like your food court style. But yeah. that's not what we are talking about. Exactly. But I mean, I, I'd even argue though that even for the brands where they're selling, you know, very low tickets, and I'm thinking about more B two C here, I'd still argue that the brands that, if you look at the brands who are actually winning, it's brand. You know, like of course the big brands are still running the transactional Facebook ads, and you know, of course they are, but you know no big brand has ever been built on running sign up for a free demo facebook ads that's that's you know i, I name one SaaS company that's been built like that and i will be very surprised um but yeah look that that's that's the, you know going back to it look that's the biggest lesson i learned um and that's kind of that's how i think about brand you know how brand brand and demand gen as, as a whole mm -hmm. So what should they what should they be focusing on? Where let's say they're starting a company, they're starting a SaaS company, and most of the time, what you I see happening is that they start they start running performance based marketing campaigns yeah. like you just described, landing pages, yeah. free trial, demo, relentlessly. Oh, yeah. yeah, and and brand is never a thought really. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, it's actually never even a. A point where oh we actually should consider it there's a blog because everybody yeah. says we kind of should have it because like kind of you're supposed to but there's yeah. never like a brand focus yeah i think because look brand is very like it's very up in the air right it's very like you know no one really knows what it means like what does brand mean like what's you know like you know you put it on the on the wall in your office like you know like it's it's very like airy fairy right whereas performance marketing you can see it right oh we got you know, 10 leads today. Oh, we got five leads. We got five people that signed up for our, you know, webinar or five people that requested a demo. Um, it's, so I think, look, a lot of marketers nowadays, and this is just, this is just my theory. A lot of marketers are very analytical, right? We've, we've kind of moved away from the very creative, you know, ad agencies of like the eighties, like Ogilvy and the, you know, the, the agencies of that era that were, they had to be creative because the big data didn't exist. And, Again, this is not a forget about the data conversation. It's just more of a look, 
I think that that era can actually teach us a lot now as marketers. I think we we've gone we've gone way too far on like the on the on the uh, on the spectrum now of like data and like it's just got it's just got stupid now. You know, people marketers to me are just not marketers anymore. We've we've completely lost that like creative touch completely like it's just disappeared which is like bad. hooks hooks storytelling everything uh, yeah a, a humor any of those things that are actually connecting you with the content zapped out yeah like you know go go and look at most companies you know scroll through your linkedin feed and it's just it's the same it's the same drivel it's like you know case study how this company increased their blah 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 by 29 percent, and it's just We've, we've completely got away from what marketing really means, um, which is kind of ironic. <laughs> I was actually interviewing an agency owner, Paul Meller, from an agency based in the UK, London. Yeah. He said that uh, there was a study done relatively recently that said that people who see ads, they can't recall at the very least 92 of them. Mm-hmm. ads that are there like they, they will never know what it is so it's basically just yeah. complete noise which mm-hmm. is the same thing for the content or pr- probably you could probably even argue that's worse yeah no yeah i would i would yeah yeah i completely agree yeah what do you think what do you think they should be doing what do you think companies should start thinking about um on the, on the high level and maybe some of the yeah. some of the practical s- steps they could they could start uh, implementing yeah. So like, look, if you're like, and look, there's going to be different cases here. Like if you've been, you know, if you've built your SaaS up to the point now where it's, you know, you're kind of at that like series A point and it's all been built fully on outbound, for example, and you've never really touched inbound, then that's a different, in my opinion, a different story to someone who's just starting. And it's going to be a different approach because you can leverage different channels. Um, but I think look, the very core of it is it's, it's content, right? Like that's like, I know that gets that, word content marketing content this gets thrown around all the time but that's what really comes down to it um and it's content that is and look, how how i think about it and i'm, I'm not going to try and go too far out but like how how i think about content and how i think about the whole space is like almost approaching it like like you're a real estate investor right so thinking about Look, there are topics in your industry that you want to own. You want to own like the the attention. You want to be like the the voice for a topic in your industry, right? So, like, let's take the marketing space, right? Right. And let's take I don't know, um, uh, HubSpot, right? Like, you know, about everything around HubSpot. You're if you're a let's say an agency. That, that, that focus that, you know, that's uh, like a, like a HubSpot agency, for example. Yeah. Like implementation. Yeah. HubSpot implementation. Um, I, you know, your, your goal should be to own and be like the voice almost for every single thing that has to do with, you know, HubSpot marketing. And again, it's, it's having this kind of, I think it makes it a little bit easier. And the reason why I use like the real estate investor example is because it makes sense, right? It's like, you want to own, you want to be the voice. You want to own as many, conversations as possible in your that are relevant to your industry as possible like that that should always be the aim so whatever industry you're in and this literally could be anything um you know maritime whatever whatever it is your aim should be okay what are all the topics that are it's not just what are i think everyone jumps to the customer and i get it you know you want to you want to address things that your customers are, are thinking about, but yeah. I think it's wider than that. I, I think that's actually quite a narrow way of thinking. Like it's, it's what is your entire industry talking about, right? 
it's not just okay you know john our customer said that he's got a problem with this okay let's go and spend the next five months creating content for just that i think a lot of people do that and then they go and write these like blogs that are just very like boring and just you know you know what i'm talking about like, yeah. the seo content right it's just, I, I get it it works but like people need to think i think a little bit further out than that it's like how yeah. do we how, how do yeah. we create content that people in the industry are talking about and how can we go and own as many conversations as, as possible yeah i mean i think there's time and place for addressing creating content specifically yeah, to pain of points of your customer but yeah. that feels to me more like bottom of the funnel mid funnel but not like the stuff that yeah. actually makes the noise to for others say hey yeah. oh these guys are really cool what they're doing it doesn't really mm. scream about like oh this is how we are different versus yeah. let's say your hubspot shop you do it maybe for real estate investors yeah. then you you don't start with joe has these problems because it's going to be yeah. so small nobody's going to hear about it yeah 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 exactly and i think a lot of and don't, and don't get me wrong like your customers can be telling you things that are like the hot topics in the industry around and so you can get a lot of good insight and, and relevant information from your customers to go and create content off but i just think sometimes look linkedin is like you can get so many ideas you know if you just you know when you start following people you know all the relevant influences in your industry you're hearing where the conversation is going right like you, so you know just that's one of the in my opinion the best places to tap into like why would you go and try and you know start creating your own random content that no one's talking about Okay. And I think, I think it's an important point there. Like a lot of people are trying to just create content that no one's talking about, right? If there's no buzz around a topic, why would you, you know, if, if no one is, it, it may be a pain, it may, you know, someone might have a problem. You know, if you think about like a real life example, someone may have a, a bruise on their arm, right? But it's not a pressing problem, but they've, right. but then tomorrow they've got a, you know, a massive lead on their whatever you know like it's a much bigger problem that they've got to go and deal with that's a real problem it great you know like they want they've got to go and solve it right so i think it's it's that it's that same kind of approach where look like there are there are topics right now in your industry for people that are listening that everyone is talking about right so like go and create content around that is, is kind of my point um yeah it's it's, ta it's look it's tapping into demand but it's just doing it for content you know i think a lot of people think about product demand not a lot of people think about content demand. Right. It's like you, yeah. whoever said it, it's like, don't innovate, don't reinvent, don't innovate. No, mm -hmm. don't reinvent, innovate. Yeah. So you're, like, yeah, you're exactly. not trying to come up with some new stuff because you don't need any new stuff. Like people are already yeah. talking about things they need to know more about. You just have yeah. to find it. Exactly. Exactly. And I think, and by the way, don't mistake that for just like copying people's content. I'm not, I'm not saying go out there and just, you know, plagiarize people you know people's thoughts and content and just copy that's that's not what i'm saying i'm just kind of you know follow the conversation of what of, of what a lot of people are talking about you know you, you just go through linkedin and, you, and you'll spot trends right if you if you're following the relevant you know influences and people in your industry you'll, you'll start to see the conversation going in a certain direction right so it's 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 then again it's 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 you know it's thinking about content demand, not just product demand is, is kind of, it's kind of the point. Yeah. Right. Like basically like one of the examples just comes to mind to me is Harry dry. So he took this, he, he basically just yeah. breaks down all this marketing examples, why yeah, this content. thing works. And he mm -hmm. takes, I think he took this company called, Hey, um, yeah. And yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He, he just, he, yeah, he just like broke it up. Like he, yeah. here's how they told the story. Here's the email. Here's why it works. So he just took the trend because everybody was talking about it and yeah. they were, 
putting up a bit of a fight and then he just applied it to his content model right perfect that you know that is like the perfect example and i think harry's a harry's a really good example of that because he doesn't just you know write a linkedin post like he he actually thinks about okay how can i take this this topic that everyone's talking about and how can i go and like create a really interesting content piece um and i, I and i think that may lead us on to the next point of you know the the actual content delivery um mm. and i think that's that's another really important point um but yeah yeah let's talk about that let's talk about uh, let's talk about content delivery so i know you are a fan of Mm-hmm. speed like let's just you know let's not wait let's just push it out as quickly as possible yeah. um, h- how do you how do you see it on like a like applicable to to the mm-hmm. way that companies are doing it like how could they maybe change their approach where yeah. maybe like they shouldn't be spending like too much time trying to make it like 100 percent. just let's push it out if it's like 85 percent. but but nail yeah. down the core things that, that are important like story like hooks mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think the way to do this and look, you know, like for most people listening, the, the approach that I'd say like 90% of the industry is still taking is like, Hey, okay. People are talking about this topic or, Hey, you know, this is a customer. This, this is a pain that a customer's got. Let's plan a webinar for six weeks from now. And let's, you know, announce that these four thought leaders are going to be on the webinar and it's, you know, going to be in six weeks. And you know, what do you know? 12 people show up. Right. And it's this one, it's this like one event right? This one, this one piece of content that people, I, I, I just, I've never understood the logic around that. You know, we, we live in a world now where if you're not producing a high volume of content on like a daily, even, you know, weekly, but even daily basis, um, you're not relevant. You know, it's just, it's just how it is. It's why companies, you know, these big corporate companies that do these like webinars every, you know, six to whatever weeks, it's why they don't work anymore. And it's why, they just they don't have the same effect because we live in 2020 in a world where people are posting content every four hours so i i think the way that i would approach it and i think again i mentioned this to you before it's again taking relevant topics in your industry right now i'll give you an example and i think i mentioned this um everyone in marketing right now and for the marketers for the you know marketers that are listening everyone it seems that everyone on linkedin right now is talking and is giving their opinions about mqls Right. And how MQLs are bad and how MQLs are this and leads are bad, you know, leads need to change. The MQL model is broken. It's that kind of conversation is happening, you know, lead handoff, whatever. So like, if you're a smart marketer right now, if you're like, if you, if you're switched on, well, I would go and create a, you know, mini series, call it whatever you want, mini podcast series, mini docu-series, mini, whatever it's the name doesn't matter. Um, And I'd, you know, give it a name, for example, you know, the death of the MQL. Right. And it's like a little mini podcast series. And I'd go and interview, you know, and this is, this doesn't have to be a long process. It's literally you go and interview 10, 15 people, right. In the next two weeks, one week, however long, how many, you know, ideally 10, 15 people go and interview, you know, 10, 15 marketers and just ask, ask there and just get their thoughts around this conversation of MQLs. Right. And then you can then take all of that content around a very relevant and you know, it, you know, it's everyone's, talking about this on LinkedIn, you've now got 10 to 15, 30 minute, you know, 20, 30 minute conversations around this hyper relevant topic that everyone in your industry is talking about that you can go and post on LinkedIn. And look, if you're smart about it, you'll go and post three to four of these every single day across your company page, across different people within your um, team, you know, the, the, the host of the show will be posting it. 
that's the way to create content. I think, and, and it's an important point as well. A lot of people right now are starting podcasts. You know, I, I th- there's a new podcast now every day that pops up. Um, yep. And I think as great as they are, and it's, it's amazing that people are starting podcasts. I love it. I think this, it's still, it's still a bit of a broken model because in my opinion, you shouldn't be thinking, okay, how can I just create this podcast? It's not just, you know, there's a lot of people now just starting podcasts for the sake of starting podcasts, right? It's like, how can we take a very relevant thing right now that's relevant for the next week or that's relevant for the next four weeks? And how can we like, how can we just like get all the attention about it? Right. It's almost, almost the way I describe it is almost thinking, you know, like almost like a PR agency where they're trying right. to almost take a topic and, and go and get everyone talking about it and get everyone that that's the aim with this style of content, but it's just doing it in much shorter time frames. Right. So and it's, a, like, and a, it's, it's, it's a mini, it's more like a mini series, right? Like you say, like, it's more like, yeah. like a documentary where it doesn't last for six months. It's a shorter one, but it, it covers the trending topic in full like MQLs. Yeah. And the, the way I would break down this, look, and look, there's, there's a million and one ways you could go about creating this content. You could do like little slide decks on LinkedIn, like, you know, PDFs, you could, you could do a podcast, you could do a blog, you know, there's, 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 there's a million and you could do all of them things together, right? There's a, there's a million and one ways you can do this. The way, look, the way I like is video and, and an audio like this, because it's, because you can, you can then do things with this content and it's just, it's a better, in my opinion, a better form of content. It's what people are consuming. Um, but the, the way I would approach this is, you know, again, it's about finding that relevant industry topic. What is everyone talking about? What, you know, where, like, you know, what, what is the demand right now? Like what, what is a topic that people are going to be searching for? And, but more importantly, what is a topic that people would want to sit down and listen to content, you know, for 30 minutes for, right? Like, what is that topic? So it's, that's, that's the key here. Like if you don't get the topic, right, the, the, the entire rest of this process doesn't work. Right. Like, you know, because there's no demand for it. So it's again, finding that topic and then it's okay. Saying in the next two weeks, how can we create more relevant content than anyone in our industry? Like, and and how can we just make our competitors look stupid in terms of like the, the con and it's not about, you know, we produce more content. It's just, you want to be, yeah, the, the quality, but I think a lot of people think that quality means less quantity. That's not true. You know, you, you can, you, you can have a, you could have 300 very quality pieces of content from 15 podcasts in the next two weeks. That is probably, if you do it right, better quality than what most of your competitors are doing, which is crazy. If you think about it, um, yeah, it's just like they, they so, so what would be the, I totally agree by the way, what yeah. would be the areas Joseph that you think that companies get wrong in the process where they are thinking they're creating quality, but they're yeah. wasting time on, on the certain components. The, the, right. So there's, the, there's a, I'd say there's a few things here. One is the topic. And I know, I've, I know I'm going to sound like a broken record in a minute, like it's the topic, but it is the topic, right? If you're, if you're talking about something and I see this all the time in marketing, right? You've got agencies that are talking about things that people were talking about five years ago, like ABM, right? Like they're just starting talking about ABM and how ABM is go like, you know, like I saw a webinar yesterday about someone advertising an ABM webinar, like how to, it's like, who would want to show up to this? Like, do you know what I like? It's, 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 it's sales like, call. yeah, it's like, yeah, basically, you know, showing up to a sales call. Um, but it's, if you don't get the topic right, that's the problem, you know? So like, it's like, look, there, it's not, 
there's not always just one topic. Like usually there's probably 10, 15 things that people right now in your industry are talking about. Obviously, depending on the size, that's going to differ. Um, but there's always like some very key things that right now people are talking about, right? So it's, look, you've got to go and find that. The best, the best place to do that, in my opinion, if is LinkedIn or any kind of social channel. Because you, the beauty of social channels, particularly LinkedIn, is you can, by just following people, you'll get your feed is going to be designed in a way where you're seeing like, you know, what the, what all the influencers and people, you know, that have got big followings are talking about. Right. And you're getting like where the conversation is going. So like, that's why I recommend LinkedIn. Look, obviously going to your customers. Yeah, I agree. But in my opinion, that's the slow way of doing it. I, I actually disagree when people say that, you know, go and create mm-hmm. content for your customers. I know that's quite controversial, but I actually disagree with that. I think that's just a super slow way of doing it. Like, look, if, you know, if the industry is talking about it, then your customers are probably also talking about it. Like it, it's not, it's not rocket science. Like, I don't know why people think that like your customers are going to give you some magic information. They're probably not. They're probably just going to say the exact same thing that everyone else is saying on LinkedIn. Right. I, I, I've, I've seen it a million times where people think that their customers are going to give them this like magic insight that like is going to, give them like all the content for the next year. And I, I, I don't really agree with that. Like it's what people are talking about on LinkedIn. Okay. Um, but also as well, I think it's again, on that point, it's not just creating content just for your customers, right? Like a lot of people, let's say their target decision maker is a CFO. They're just creating content for the CFO right? Just the CFO. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, there's other people involved in that buying process. Right. And I look, I don't, I'm not clued up about how a, you know, the finance department is set up, but there are lots of people within that department that are probably interested in what you're saying. Right. So it's thinking about, again, it's creating content for the industry, not so much just like the one role that you're trying to target. So it's thinking about who are all of the people that would have some kind of influence in the buying process and then creating content for them as well. I think that's where companies should start if you're asking about, you know, where do they go wrong? I think that's one of the big right. problems. Right. Uh, yeah. So, so, so we identified, let's say we identified the topic. We know what we want to write about. Yeah. Um, what do we do after that? If we want to create this, you know, mm-hmm. let's say this 10 to 15 folks, we interview them and we want to create this mini series of MQLs in the next two weeks. What do we, mm-hmm. what do, we do after that? Yeah. So at, at this point now, so, you know, we've, we've got the topic established. We know, you know, what we want to talk about. It's, it's then really honestly, and this is why I think people overcomplicate it. They, you know, usually want to plan some really complex webinar in six weeks from now that covers this topic, you know, and it's really just a sales pitch for their SDRs to go and spam people. Um, That's fucking true. <laughs> but That's it's, the it's truth. look, I, I know I said it before, but it's, it's really, it's almost think, right. So it's taking this topic that there's a lot of buzz for, and it's thinking about how can we create the most relevant content and how can we just kind of almost, it's thinking about like a media company, like a, like a media company. How can we own all the attention for this one topic? Like, you know, news channels, they're always competing for the same story. They're always competing for the same, you know, BBC news, whatever, whatever country you're in, they're always competing for the same story. It's the same thing with this. It's just, it's just a different topic. It's in B2B, right? So it's just, it's it's thinking about how can we go and create the most relevant content with the most relevant people to talk about this topic um, in the shortest amount of time. And, and that's really the answer. And I know that's quite a high level 
mm-hmm. you know, like answer, but that's honestly like the truth. And cause there's, there's, there's not just one way of creating content. You know, there's, you could do, you could go and do a podcast. I'd recommend a podcast like this because it's just easy. Um, but there's a million and one ways you could create like a, an hour documentary, you know, that's like a bit more high production. You, you could, you could go about it so many ways. Um, do you think, yeah. do you think uh, I'm curious uh, with let's with this example of MQLs, cause I was thinking yeah. it would be interesting if let's say you write a sort of a plan, maybe like you understand this MQL trending topic and then you write like a, okay, so what's the setup? What is the problem? What mm-hmm. is the, con- like, what is the conflict and what will be the outcome? And then you write this yeah. kind of outline and then you, you try to figure out the people uh, who would be speaking mm-hmm. to that. So it's easier to you to create a narrative as a mini like doc, doc yeah. series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's a, that's a really good, and I'm actually doing that. So I'm doing a, a I'm releasing a podcast probably later on today, um, which is going to be around, like, I'm, I'm calling it, like, I'm, I'm taking, like, the big, you know, like, the big pharma compa- conspiracy, mm. and I'm doing the big MarTech conspiracy of, like, you know, how MarTech is, is, has been misleading us and has been, you know, been misleading marketers, and I'm going to do a little series around how MarTech has been misleading, you know, people. Um, and and that's, that's actually something I'm doing right now because it's, it's what people are talking about. So yeah, I, I, I like that because I think it's, and I'm actually doing that with my content. I'm like, the, the podcast intro is, have we been lied to? Have we mm-hmm. been, you know, and it's a very like strong that. narrative. And I think, again, that's, it goes back to what we said right at the start, right? Of we've, we've gone away from what marketing is, right? So many people, mm-hmm. they'd actually, they take that topic, but they'd make it a really dry webinar. Right, they'd make it a really dry four-hour webinar with speakers that come in and out, and it's just so boring, right? But then others would take that topic, and they'd, like you said, they'd create a really interesting narrative around it, and they'd like, you know, make it this like thing that everyone in the industry is talking about. Because um, it's think- different intents, right? The one yeah. intent for the webinar is to sell, versus when you create the mini doc series is to sh- to give the value without trying to push your product, which actually exactly. ends up selling your product, which is ironically. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. And I think it's just, but again, it, it comes back to, you know, are you doing marketing, I guess, is, is the real thing. Like, you know, uh, it's, but another thing you can do as well, I've just, I've just thought of something that I think may be quite valuable. Um, it's, it's thinking about things in headlines, right? So think, you know, I think a lot of people slip up here. They'll, you know, take, again, going back to the MQL example, right? Everyone's talking about MQLs. They'll, you know, create a webinar and the headline for the webinar, it'll be in six weeks from now and it'll be called, you know, um, uh, you know, it'll be MQLs 101 or something, just something super bland that has like no, no narrative to it. It's just like discussing MQLs with four thought leaders in the industry. B2B leaders. Yeah. With B2B leaders. Yeah. Like, whereas you could take that and you could do what I said and be like, you know, the death of the MQL and like make some like really interesting, but do you see like just by changing the headline, the narrative has completely gone from this like dry, boring sales pitch to now, Oh, what's this? And that's what gets people sharing the content. And it's it, a lot of this is really just thinking it's, it's, it's how you frame the content is the biggest thing here. Like how you frame the content makes all the difference. It's, so the, just, it's the hook, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. It's yeah, that you call it. Yeah. The headline, the hook, it's the same, yeah, same thing. It's just, it's how you frame the content that makes a lot of the time will make all the difference. Hmm. Yeah, I think yeah. Uh, I, was, I was interviewing Doug Kessler 
who is uh, a really, really smart guy who owns, owns this B2B content agency uh, in London. And uh, he had this uh, in uh, on his website, there was this uh, newsletter window and like, do you want to like sign up for our newsletter? And he didn't say that. He said, uh, would you like to opt in into our crap? And it was like a smiley <laughs> face. And yeah. it was just so like on point, like nobody says that. Very few fine. people do. And yeah. it's just, uh, it's so real. Like you said, like yeah. it's just instantly stand, like stands out. And it's, but it, to be clear though, like, you know, just just changing the headline, that, that may get people in, but that won't retain people, right? So that's the other point to this. Like you can't just change the headline and make it a fancy graphic and, you know, you know, lead with the narrative. Like you actually have got to follow through with that and how you're delivering the content. Um, and that's where things like, you know, just changing the content style up, like, you know, rather than it just being a webinar where you sit there for two hours and there's like speakers that come in and out, like, why not? Like, I, I always think, and I, I'm always trying to think of really practical ways that companies can do this. Cause I know not, not everyone's working on a really big budget, but going back to the podcast example, maybe go and film and a really practical way you can do this is go and film 10, 15 podcasts, right? And then take all of that content. Cause you've got tons of content. Like you've got, seven films and in, in, if you go and film you know 15 30 minute podcasts you've got like seven films basically that you can go and take um so like go and you know take all of that content and then almost create and like almost like like a bit of like a, um like narrate almost so like yeah. take all of that content break it down into like a 15 20 minute video which almost acts as like the the pillar piece of content that frames the entire series, if you see what I mean. So that, that like, almost like a documentary that like is the piece that gets everyone sharing it. And ideally that's the one video that like everyone is going to be talking about. If, if you see what I mean. That's yeah. a super smart approach. Like the way that yeah. I, the way that I, the way that I kind of envision it is let's say we take a piece of this video that mm -hmm. we're doing right now and you had, you had some really, really, really good points. So I take yeah. that maybe as an intro and then I take a sequence from a movie or a TV show that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, there's, yeah. there's a voiceover that says, here's mm -hmm. how we do it at blah, blah, blah right now. And yeah. it goes to like that B roll and then it comes back to you mm -hmm. and it becomes that really cool video that I have not seen anybody doing it. No. And, and, and that's, that's what we're like really trying to push, you know, with, with, with kind of our agency and like, it's, it's just, it's, I think a lot of people, and I've seen a lot of people say this on LinkedIn and it's something that I want to touch on of like, a lot of people push this message around of like, just keep your content simple. You know, if you're going to make a podcast, just interview someone, just record it on zoom and then that's it. And like, I'm for that. I do it. I do it with clients. It works. Cool. But I think it's going to get to a point like, just like YouTube did, right? It will get to a point where everyone is doing the same style. Everyone is, is, is doing the same style of content, the same delivery. I mean, just go on LinkedIn now and you, you'll see 10 million people with this like mini clip thing on LinkedIn that they've done, which again, it works. Of course it works. And again, it's always about what you're saying in the content, not, you know, not just how you're delivering it. But I do think the delivery is going to become more important. And look, it helps you stand out. Right, how you frame the content and how you deliver it, it does help you stand out. I don't care what any Gary V, you know, just worry about the message kind of person says. Like, I, I do think that like, as much as organic and raw does work like this, I, I do think we'll, we'll see a lot more, you know, real content creators coming out, you know, on LinkedIn and, and really showing off, you know, interesting types of content. Um, yeah. If you want to create content, let's say video for LinkedIn that is pretty quick 
Do yeah. you, would you say it's documented? It's documented and maybe put in like some clever hooks in your written copy saying, you know, this is this thing. And then yeah. here's maybe relatively boring video, but at least it supports the hook. What, what I do with content, I do this with clients as well. So like, let's say you've got a mini clip, right? Like you've, so you've got a podcast like that, which is what most people do, right? And most people understand that, you know, you've got a podcast and then you go and take out like little snippets, little mini clips that you post LinkedIn. That's what most people are doing. I think where most people go wrong with that is they'll just like literally post the clip to LinkedIn and they'll just like almost like literally describe like word for word what was said in the clip. And it just, it almost sounds like a sales pitch to try and get people to watch the video and go and listen to the podcast. And it's like, it's just, again, it's, that's, it's, that's not marketing, right? Marketing is like you said, it's a hook. It's the headline. It's the, so something that we do with the little mini clips is we'll, and it's, it's literally just, I wouldn't even call it a hack. It's just something that you can do to just like get people kind of hooked in. It's just, it's find, you know, let's say you've got a two minute mini clip, right? There's usually a point in that mini clip where like you say like the real juice, right? Like the real, mm -hmm. like the real thing that's going to get people like hooked, right? Put that like at the start of the mini clip where like, and you, you'll see people like Gary Vee doing this. Like it's the real, like it's the five, the five words that people really want to hear or the five. Oh, like an intro, want. right? Yeah. Like, like an intro that's going to get someone hooked. Um, and then like play that clip right at the start. So when someone, when someone's scrolling through LinkedIn, like that's the first thing they hear. It's the first subtitles they see. It's the real like juice of the clip, right? It's the real, like whether it's something controversial, whether it's something, whatever it is, it's just, for me, that's better than just like playing the clip from the start. And it's just that people have got no context, right? Like con context is really, 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 really important. Mm. Like if you just, if you just like dump a clip on LinkedIn, like a random clip on LinkedIn, again, it's just look, it's thinking about it from, from a, you know, your, someone scrolling through LinkedIn. Like when you scroll through LinkedIn, do you really want to just click, click on some random clip that like, and you've got no context for what this clip is. Like you want to watch a clip that like is going to give you something. It's going to like, you, you want to get right to, you know, the point, right? Because there's, there's so much noise on LinkedIn and just any social platform, there's so much noise. So you've got to be so clear and concise. So that's just a little hack that you can do that, you know, find that little, if it's a two minute clip, find that, find that 10 seconds of the clip put that at the start and then play that and then jump into the main clip. Right. It's basically what YouTubers do, right? Like most of the, yeah. well, most yeah, yeah, of the yeah. good ones. Yeah. 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 Any, any good I, YouTuber knows that. Yeah. And I think uh, one other thing I haven't really done it well is like you created like a thumbnail, you create a thumbnail mm -hmm. that just shows yeah. at the start for like two seconds. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I'm, I'd be curious how people react to it. Like, would they yeah. feel it's, oh, it's a bit of a clickbait where I just clicked on it and then it kind of yeah. disappeared or not. Yeah, I've, 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 we, we personally don't do that. Um, just because, you know, if you're trying to do a clip, a, a thumbnail for every single video, that it's a lot that, that does, that does become a lot. Like we do it for some, um, but like not for every clip. I don't think it's necessary all the time. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I have done it and it, it can look, it can work really well. Like it, you know, it, it does, it, there are cases where that, that works super well. Um, but I don't think it's always that necessary. Right. Cause it's also like yeah. thinking that LinkedIn is kind of like in a way like, tw well, it's not quite like Twitter, but like yeah. the content going to disappear pretty quickly. So like, you're yeah. not going to get a lot of mileage from the work you put in versus on YouTube. Exactly. It's going to be exactly. keeping and, and only getting better yeah. over yeah, time. Yeah. And it matters here, here. way more. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. What do you think about 
linked an algorithm. I know we talked a little bit about. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm 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 curious. I was gonna, I was, I was, actually, I was actually gonna jump in then and just say like you were saying like content disappears and I was like oh, I, I mean I'm still getting content from six months ago on my feed. Um, no, it's it's. I, I don't know. It seems in the last like two weeks or so, I don't know if you've seen this as well. I know I've just heavily seen it. I'm now getting content from like two weeks ago. You know, I'll, I'll go on my feed now and I'm getting posts that were from five days, like last week or like even like two months ago. And it just, I don't know what they're doing with the feed at the minute, but it, it's very weird how they've, how they've organized the feed on LinkedIn. I've, I've, I'm still yet to kind of get to the bottom of like how they actually you know, deliver content on the platform. Um, yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. I've seen it. It's it's just, yeah. uh, it's weird. Like there are some posts that would have low engagement. Um, mm -hmm. And I would get like two likes from two weeks ago, like yeah. post. Like that's kind of like never seen that before. So I yeah. think they're always keep doing like, I'm, I'd be curious how they're making decisions on, on the content, how they like rejiggle yeah. it, like what kind of like priorities they put up. Mm -hmm. I think, I think though, like particularly with, with certain influencers on LinkedIn, I think, I think just communities on LinkedIn, it, LinkedIn almost works in bubbles, like any social platform, but really with LinkedIn, it really works in bubbles. So, you know, and look, I, I don't want to go too much into people gaining the algorithm and you know, faking it and stuff because that just becomes a whole other conversation. But like, there are certain people on LinkedIn that like, just because, like you know, you'll you'll be scrolling on you know X Y you know Daniel I forgot his name now. Um, the, you know people that people that get a lot of engagement and you'll just always see them in your feed and just because it's them because it's a Chris Walker post you'll engage with it right and it's almost this. I think Chris even calls it like the brand halo effect right. um, where just people, just because you see it in your feed, you'll engage with it. Right. So I think some people got in very early on LinkedIn um, and now because of the, you know, the, the amazing content that they're producing, they get lots of engagement and they get lots of people, you know, talking about their content and it gets to the point where, again, I always reference him, but Chris Walker you know, you, you'll now see a post in your feed mm -hmm. and just because it's him, just because it's Chris that's posted it and just because it's his logo, his, you know, face, you'll engage with it. It's really weird. You yep. know, I find myself, you know, just engaging with his content without even thinking about what he's actually posted. Um, I also yeah. noticed with Chris is that he normally, he has a, well, obviously he has a strategy around posts, but he yep. normally on a Friday or a Saturday, he almost always posts about career and he, and he almost starts a post saying, Four years ago, when I was a marketer, I did this. But it's always like on a Friday, like literally, it's like he knows yeah. people like they think about the Friday, their Fridays in the mind, and they it always yeah. post about career, how it sucked, how I get better. And it works phenomenally yeah. well. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, it's, um, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of people doing them kind of posts on LinkedIn, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, um, any suggestions, Joseph, for people who are creating content on LinkedIn? thinks that maybe like from not not necessarily from the company perspective but just from their personal brand what should they start doing that maybe they're not doing right now yeah i mean look it go it goes back to that to that same thing that i was you know kind of saying earlier on about you know it's finding the hot topics in the industry you know and it's going to be look it's going to be different for every single industry some industries you know they're just not going to be as active maybe not on linkedin so you've got to go and find other places to go and find them topics but in every industry i don't care what it is or what the size is there are people in that industry talking about xyz topics right so it's finding them and then it's honestly just as fast as you can 
and in the best way possible. So like, you know, always thinking about quality because quality is important. You know, how, how can we create the most hyper relevant content as possible in a, the shortest you know space of time? Um, yeah. And, and, and how can we do that as, you know, as, as quickly as possible? Um, and that's, I think you, you've got to start there, right? Because that then becomes the, the, the kind of the, the, you know, as Gary Vee would say, the pillar for all of your other content, right? You can then take that. You can look from one podcast, you can do a, you can do quote cards. So you can, you know, do like a, you know, find a quote that someone said in the podcast and do like a, a nice little post around that. You can Twitter you know, you style. Can, you, yeah. You can do slide decks. You can do, you can, you can take little mini clips. You can do what I said about, you know, finding a clip and then, you know, there's, there's so many things that you can do from one, just one podcast. It's ridiculous. Like there's the, 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 the possibilities are like literally endless with what you can do. So I think it always is, it's finding like, what is that pillar content for everyone that may not be a podcast? It may be a blog. I just think for me, video and audio is going to give you the most to play with. Um, cause I just think you can do the most with it. Um, but I think, yeah, look, start there. One other thing I'd say as well that I've seen and that I think is actually quite an important point is you'll usually see in a company in most companies, not all there are, you know, there are, there are, it's not always a hundred percent this case, but it's usually someone in the company is the podcast host. It's usually just one person, right? It's, it's just, yes. it's, there's, 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 you know, there's always just one voice typically, right. That, that is like the, the, the main voice for, for the content. I think one thing I'd say is find out a way that you can involve more people into the content. So like, rather than it always just being one, you know, the same person that does the podcast, maybe it's your CMO that does the podcasts, right. That does, you know, that's, that's always the voice, like figure out how you can involve like the head of PPC and like the head of demand gen and like, you know, like the junior marketer, like just bring as many people as you can, like onto that, like, again, pillar piece of content so they can go and use it for their own content. Right, they can they can then go and take that and, and they can take a clip where they were speaking in the podcast and they can use it for their own content. I think that's really important. We've we've tested this and it is a thing. If you just mm -hmm. share content where other people are speaking and you are nowhere to be seen in this content, it's just like even if it's connected to your company, but you're just like sharing content. Um, I, I and by sharing, I don't mean like sharing the actual post. I just mean like taking a taking a piece of content right. where you weren't you weren't involved in it it doesn't work as well because it's just not you. Right. So I think that that is really important. Like, you know, trying to involve as many people in the company as possible on the podcast. Um, you know, I, I, a really good example here, I follow a, a, a company and it's everyone should after this, after you listen to this should go and follow these guys on LinkedIn. They're called the go agency. They're based in London. They're like the number one, like Europe's number one, like influencer agency. Um, and they've got like 10 K, on YouTube, like 10K subscribers, and they do a daily vlog. They've been doing a daily vlog now for 18 months. Um, and it's just super, it's like they, they've got this like really charismatic, like like daily vlogger um, who like, you know, just goes around and basically interviews all the employees. And they've, they've still managed to do this, you know, despite lockdown, despite the coronavirus, they now just basically, the, he, he goes, he literally shows up to people's houses the employees <laughs> and they just, they, they go for walks and they like create really interesting content. So like, you know, it's, it's also thinking about how can we just create content that people are just going to enjoy watching, you know, cause that's the thing as well. I think every, everyone's thinking right now, how can we be like the, how can we create like the educational content? 
I'd, I'd almost push back on that and say like, what's so, you know, why not like try and create the funny content in your industry? Entertainment, right? The entertainment, like, you know, people still want to be entertained. Um, so yeah, like, again, I don't know if I've kind of gone off there, but yeah, like that, that's how I, you know, try and involve as many people as possible in the content. Um, yeah. You actually, um, that was my next question about who people need to go and follow right now. Mm-hmm. Folks who are really good at content creators on LinkedIn and maybe be on LinkedIn, because I know you follow a lot of these. You've mentioned one, the Go Agency, right? Yeah, they, yeah, they're called um, the the Goat Agency. So like Goat, the go- gotcha, the goat gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Like everyone should go and follow these guys. Like they kill it on LinkedIn. Um, and we'll we'll look it in the show notes. So because I mean I'm I'm probably not following everybody. So what are yeah. some of the other names you'd recommend? Yeah. So look, I I don't all like I I, I follow like you know some B two B companies and some B two B marketers, but I I also like I also like kind of sharing examples that aren't strictly b2b um so you know i'm thinking channels like there's there's a guy that i've been following now for about a year called jake tran who has, has just in the last year or so has blown up on youtube for creating this like documentary style kind of content um that those like, are really good that was very good. yeah have you, have you checked that yeah they, they I, are I, like, I, I i've seen it i've seen it and what i was i was blown away of course it was yeah. very deep was very very relevant yeah. i was i would be very curious how he does the where does he find the b-roll because like he does this inc- incredible voiceover which is yeah. a, a hard project to write but like the yeah. other part is so hard is how do you find the right scenes from all the yeah. movies from all the tv yeah, shows yeah, yeah. like yeah. how do you ca- catalog it because i was thinking from a production yeah. perspective that's a that's a tough one yeah no i and look these these are all things that i'm sure like editors would would understand more like i'm not you know i, I do editing but i'm not like you know like a a crazy you know i'm not crazy into it um so look you know but like it's 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 creators like that for me that i think everyone wants to you know everyone i've 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 been seeing it a lot on linkedin recently like who are the best b2b marketers to be following well to be honest there's not many like there's 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 not many people that i'd actually recommend you go and follow like obviously chris walker you know them the like guys in dg yeah dave you know dave gohard but like to be honest like there's not that many companies like that i'd actually go you know what they're killing it in fact, sorry, one company that I have just thought of is, is called Surfer. I, I've done a podcast with them, with their head of marketing last week. Um, and they absolutely kill it on YouTube right now. Um, they get like 2K views for a YouTube live, which is like unheard of. Like there's just, it's, and they've like built a really core audience of like SEO, like pros that follow their content. Um, and they've just like, they're just absolutely killing the YouTube game at the minute. They've like done the reverse of like the webinars. So instead of just doing this like webinar here in the back, they've like created this like weekly series that they do. Um, and they get, and they just, they basically send people. So rather than sending someone to like a zoom call, for example, or a, you know, a webinar platform, they send people to the YouTube live. Um, and it's just they if there's one company that you should go and model for YouTube right now, it's surfer, like a hundred percent, like surfer or hands down killing it um, as well as obviously guys like you know ahrefs um but aside from them to be honest there's there's not many like i i I'd then go and look more at like the more kind of just general you know world of youtube like jake tran and those guys who are just their their content's hilarious and it's just mm. it's, it's great great to watch joseph where's everybody can find you online yeah so linkedin is is the best place um just time me up on linkedin um joseph newton um, yeah, that's that's I, that's the, the, that's the main place that you can kind of connect with me and uh, and, and we can have a chat. Well, that was that was fun. That was really fun. Thank I, you I for, enjoyed that. Thank you for sharing yeah. your thoughts. 
Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. This was another episode of Media Camp. Before you take off, you can find all the resources in the show notes, any books, any mentions. You can connect with my guest. You can connect with me on LinkedIn and share any feedback, thoughts, comments about the show. Would love to hear what you think. And hope you found some interesting insights, some interesting nuggets that you can use for your content creation, for your podcast, for your strategy, for whatever brand building type of activity you are doing. And I will see you in the next one. Cheers. Yeah.